I share a part of Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech with you today on this weekend when we remember the great civil rights leader because racism persists and so we need to persist in finding the inspiration that will affect change. King proclaimed, I say to you, my friends, even though we must face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I still have a dream. It is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. I have a dream that one day on the Red Hills of Georgia, sons of former slaves and sons of former slave owners will be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. I have a dream that one day, even the state of Mississippi, a state sweltering with the heat of injustice, sweltering with the heat of oppression, will be transformed into an oasis of freedom and justice. I have a dream my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream that one day every valley shall be exalted, every hill and mountain shall be made low, the rough places shall be made plain, and the crooked places shall be made straight, and the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. Let freedom ring from the mighty mountains of New York, let freedom ring from the heightening Alleghenies of Pennsylvania. Let freedom ring from the snow-capped Rockies of Colorado. Let freedom ring from the curvaceous slopes of California. Let freedom ring from the Stone Mountain of Georgia. Let freedom ring from the Lookout Mountain of Tennessee. Let freedom ring from every hill and molehill of Mississippi, from every mountainside. Let freedom ring. And when we allow freedom to ring, when we let it ring from every village and hamlet, from every state and city, we will be able to speed up that day when all of God's children, black and white, Jews and Gentiles, Catholics and Protestants, will be able to join hands and to sing in the words of the old Negro spiritual, free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, we are free at last. Sixty years later, these words, previewed right here at St. Paul's in April 1963, still need to be heard. Today we are reminded of how deeply rooted MLK's words are in the gospel message. Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The dream is not just for us. It is not a dream just for the United States. This is a dream dreamed across the globe. This is the dream of all of creation. We dream, we yearn for reconciliation with God. Reconciling with God is understanding that we are all born of one creator. And remember, God doesn't create us because God needs us. 
God creates in love. God creates us so we can share our particular gifts with each other, enrich each other's lives. When we love one another, when we respect the dignity of every human being, when we seek out the particular gifts of another, when we recognize the truth in each and every one of us, we are reconciling with God. Our yearning for God, our, for reconciliation, is our innate desire to feel most at home, right with the world. The dream didn't begin with Martin Luther King Jr. The dream has always been a part of us. The dream is as old as Dietrich Bonhoeffer, the great theologian who spoke out against the Nazi regime and was martyred 23 days before the Germans surrendered. The dream is as old as Harriet Beecher Stowe, who in 1852 wrote Uncle Tom's Cabin. Her writings and her anti-slavery work brought the evils of slavery to light. Her influence spread beyond this country to Britain, Europe, and Russia. The dream is as old as Catherine of Siena, the great mystic who died in Italy in 1380 at the young age of 33. She was a political reformer, but she was a nurse also, caring for people with leprosy and cancer, the patients no one else would go near. The dream is as old as Macrina, born in 327, a saint in the early church. She renounced her wealthy lifestyle and established a monastery on the family estate. She cared for the poor, literally picking up young women who lay in the road starving. The dream is as old as John, who describes in the book of Revelation a new heaven and a new earth. John hears a loud voice cry out, See, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. The dream is as old as Paul, who tells us in his letter to the Galatians that there is no longer Jew or Greek. There is no longer slave or free. There is no longer male and female, for all of you are one in Christ Jesus. The dream is as old as Isaiah, who prophesies about the time when the wolf shall live with the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with the kid, the calf and the lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. We have always desired reconciliation with God. In our gospel lesson today, John the Baptist shouts out, here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. John has been waiting. And Andrew, Peter's brother, exclaims, We have found the Messiah. The disciples have been waiting. We have always desired God, our truest home. Understanding ourselves is the beginning of reconciliation. We identify the path between who we are and who we want to be. God's love embraces all our attributes, weak and strong, and offers us new inspiration 
for the journey ahead. All that we have, all that we are, all that we might become is from God. God loves us, each and every one of us. And God wants us to know this all-inclusive love. Planted within us is the understanding that we are meant to respect the dignity of every human being. Grasping this understanding is reconciliation with God. The invitation is always open to follow our desire to our truest home. Amen.